Hey guys and welcome to our newest episode as promised. Today we're going to be talking about Dragon Ball Z manga versus My Hero Academia manga. Now many people would go on to say that hey this isn't fair like you know Dragon Ball had a manga and you have to do that one against My Hero Academia. I would say sure I would love to but well it wouldn't be fair. Like, Dragon Ball didn't really take off in this new mythology of theirs until they went into Dragon Ball Z. That's something we're going to accept. Because other than that, Dragon Ball was just, you know, another, uh, you can't say parody, but something that closely resembled um, Journey to the West. So, of course, I don't want to bring that up. I want to, you know, go into the actual world of it. Now, sorry. Now, as we know, Horikoshi did say that he had a lot of influence from Dragon Ball Z. We also know that he had a lot of influence from Naruto. But I haven't read any Naruto manga, to be honest. And I don't want to read 200 chapters just to, you know, make a little difference between it. Of course, if I knew, like, um, in which episode of the anime was 200th chapter of the manga, that would make things much easier for me. But when it doesn't, I'm just going to go with 200 chapters. I'm not even going to go with 213, which is the latest for My Hero Academia. Because, well, if it was 220, that would have been easier. But when we go to 200 chapters, well, we go to somewhere nice. Now, before I do the comparison, let me tell you guys. This is not um, to say that you know one is better than the other. And obviously, there are going to be some differences here that, um, you know, you would say that, you know, it doesn't make sense. What kind of difference, what kind of comparison is this? I know, and I'm not trying to make it that way. I'm not trying to say this one is better than the other one. Of course, one of them had much more time to develop and take um, ideas. I'm just going to say, like, which one did kind of a better job in some ways. We're not going to say that for... Uh, that 100% um, that, for example, My Hero Academia did the best job, or, for example, you know, Dragon Ball Z did the best job. We're just going to, you know, compare as if both of them were, you know, in the same tire, and, you know, we would, like, say, uh, okay, this one did better because of this, this, and that, and, you know, they are in the same tire, kind of, at this moment, because I'm making it like this, so, you know, we want to see how things go. Now, chapter 200 for My Hero Academia that I'm doing this uh, comparison for is the chapter where Momo is going to fight um, <clears throat> the girl from class 1B. So it's the fight between their classes and, you know, it's a huge fight. Uh, we have this guy, Manga, who has the quirk, which is Manga, also known as comic. We have this mushroomy dude. So this is the part that I'm doing the um, comparison for. As for Dragon Ball Z, the chapter 200 is the Cell Games Begins. So I'm actually using these to, you know, uh, this is the benchmark up until this point. Of course, the story up until that point is incomplete. But the point is, which one did better? How many arcs did they cover? What was the point of the whole thing anyway? Like, it's just it's a nice comparison. So, uh, let's do this. Now, 
when it comes to Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z had almost three arcs that uh, they were portrayed in the manga. Uh, maybe more, you know, I'm just, you know, more actually, four or five, if you want to count the mini arcs as well. So, arcs like the Saiyan Saga, uh, Raditz, uh, Namekian, the uh, Android Saga, and then the Cell Saga. These are, these are a lot of sagas, actually, which Dragon Ball Z covered. So Dragon Ball Z wasn't as slow as people would have thought. Sure, it took them a lot of episodes, a lot of anime episodes to get there, but the manga moved pretty fast. This is, you know, in comparison, in contrast to what people usually think that the manga did. Manga did have a lot of chapters, but at least it moved the story a lot and showed a lot. But at the same time, you can say that, well, maybe anime took a little longer because it had fillers that the manga didn't have. And at the same time, you can also say that the anime could have actually, you know, done things a little quicker. Like, there are many, many filler things out there. Some people might say that Dragon Ball Z Kai is the best one to go for, but I don't agree completely because some fillers are actually nice. So, anywho, Dragon Ball Z in its manga state, was something unique. Not only was the art actually really, really nicely done, I would give Toriyama top points for having the capability and the ability itself to create action scenes without the need of a screen. The way he portrays those action scenes in the manga are so is so really damn good that basically... Now we are comparing Toyotaro to him and saying that, well, Toyotaro can't do the same thing. And that's why the Dragon Ball Super manga doesn't live up to expectations. Toriyama in his drawings is a fantastic dude. He's, he's really unique. He does it really, really well. And it's very lovely. Something that we all should and must commend him for. At the same time, when it comes to the storytelling, the story being told through these action scenes is fantastic without any kind of, you know, uh, praise, like saying, that, you know, being biased or something. I would say that Toriyama not only improved his art, but started strong to the point that every time that he did it, it became better and better and the story was told in a better fashion. Now, when it comes to actual story, like criticizing the story itself to say that if the story was any good or not, I would say that the story was good. The story had new things to go for, but at the same time, you can say that it used some things that you know became repetitive. Goku being out of commission for some time until he came back as the hero. While it had some appeal at first, it would become really, well, repetitive after some time. Especially since the Android Saga went exactly like this, the Namekian Saga went exactly like this, Saiyan Saga went exactly like this. So it became kind of repetitive. But at the same time, the payoff every time was very, very nice. Like him using Kaioken, using the Super Saiyan form, <clears throat> and the Super Saiyan form he used... Uh, 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 not there yet. <laughs> Chapter 200, not there yet. But still... You can still say that Goku had um, a really good role. Like, he wasn't always there to say that I am the ex-machina in every single way, because everybody else did what they had to do, they did their best, but 
again, he was kind of an ex machina. He wasn't supposed to, you know, be a side character. He was ex machina. Whenever he appeared, he would help the team and they would win. But it doesn't mean that, you know, he came, he became an ex machina because, you know, simply because he was strong. It was because he always trained hard and became a strong warrior. Now, as we're talking about relationships, I would say that also relationships may be a little bit of, may have a little bit of a flaw in Dragon Ball Z. And that's basically because Toriyama says that himself. He says that I'm not really good at doing relationships, especially for women. I agree. In the Dragon Ball Z manga, you don't actually see a lot of development in terms of relationships. You do see Bulma with Vegeta and they have a kid, but you never see how this actually develops to the point that this becomes a relationship. It should have been there, he could have worked on it, he could have actually asked somebody to help him, but, well, he decided not to. So I'm not going to hold it against him in a bad way, I'm just going to say that, well, he does at least accept that he has this flaw. He has said it for many years that, yes, this is one of my flaws. Now, <clears throat> when it comes to basically uh, supporting characters, I would say that this is one of the strongest suits of Dragon Ball Z. Not only does it give every supporting character a chance to show off, but it gives them their own moments. Granted, these moments aren't perfect, aren't exactly what we think they should be. Like, they don't beat the villain specifically, but at least they do their best, and they have their own badass moments. I have a li at least one exhibit to show you, and that is Tian Shinhan using Kiko Ho against Imperfect Cell, which... Is still a gutsy move or well if we're talking about villains in a little short time android 18 still the coolest or 16. <laughs> now let's talk about villains specifically as we just said villains in the dragon ball z manga are unique we cannot say that they're not they're unique in their own design in they in what they have now there are some you know uh people out there who say that for example androids be, uh, you know, were considered for the um, Android Saga mainly because that um, the Terminator movies came out and these kinds of things were famous. Then they said that uh, Toriyama just wanted to go with Android 19 and 20. It was because of the uh, editor that he created 17 and 18 and 16, of course. I don't know if any of that is true, but I would say that they are at least unique. You could see a good difference between each of the androids and their powers. So it's really cool to see that happen. At the same time, you see somebody like Frieza, who is a Napoleon complex kind of a dude, who I would say I actually enjoy really, really much, especially in the manga. He's such a powerful foe and a villainous foe. He, his motives might be a little bit stupid, but you could say that, you know, he's, he's a villain. He's... Through and through a villain. He's not joking. Then you have somebody like Vegeta and Nappa, who again are villains, heartless villains, I might add. Then we see Vegeta changing. The same, that very same arc that Vegeta changes, it's a huge deal. Something that people sometimes chalk up to nothing and forget. The very fact that Vegeta does change and his arc starts to change, even his art style changes, it's a big, big thing. Many people don't realize it, but they should. It really does matter. Then we have um, basically someone like Cell, who's 
design is actually really unique. His backstory is also unique and pretty complicated. And at the same time, we see future Trunks um, going into a category that was completely innovative at the time. Maybe not in the movies. Like I said, Terminator had come out at that point. But I'm talking about basically manga, animation, things like that. It was unique. It was something completely innovative to do this kind of thing. So we might actually say that, yeah, in terms of villains even, Dragon Ball Z was really, really strong. Now, are there any down points to it aside from the things I said about the relationships and stuff? Is there any downside to it? I would say that Torima was at his best when he wrote until the Cell Saga. Even the Cell games, which is here, chapter 200, we're not moving past that. But I would say that Toriyama did his best. This was his absolute best work. In terms of art, you cannot say that the art was bad. It was really good. In terms of story, you, would, you can say that it was really, really nice. And I would say that Dragon Ball Z was something completely new. Whereas the other manga, Dragon Ball, was a, I don't know if you can say parody or inspired by Journey to the West, this one was a league of its own. It had story that was its own. Granted, you can say that some things were inspired by pop culture, but at least the story was completely its own. Maybe many people won't even make the um, comparison that, okay, androids look like Terminator. Maybe many people won't, but they probably won't either. But at the same time, I would say that Toriyama had a passion for Dragon Ball Z, you could definitely see it. You could definitely see that, for example, a character like Android 16 would develop so beautifully in the manga to the point that he, as a robot who was supposed to kill uh, Son Goku, suddenly becomes somebody who loves the plants, the birds, the earth, and even sacrifices himself for others until he realizes that the bomb was removed by Bulma. So... As you can see, Dragon Ball Z can be held up high in terms of, you know, how important it was in the world of manga. If Dragon Ball Z never existed, we would have never seen mangas and animes like One Piece, Naruto, or even My Hero Academia. Yeah, so we owe it to Dragon Ball Z. But does this mean that Dragon Ball Z is absolute best manga? May I don't know, in terms of quality, in terms of art style... I don't know. I really don't read that much of a that much mangas, but I would say that at least the sales show that Dragon Ball Z was one of the best, if not the best, uh, selling manga of all time. That goes on to show that people really, really enjoyed it. Now, does this reflect on quality? Not necessarily, but it goes on to show that people did like it. That it became so damn successful and inspired so many others to actually go on and create their own unique worlds. This was something that we all owe to Toriyama. So I would say that Dragon Ball Z, in its first 200 chapters, did not slow down at all. Not only did it get better and better by time, it became much more intimate, much more better, to the point that you can definitely say that, wow, this is truly something to read and not put down. Dragon Ball Z did very well in the first 200 chapters. And this is not an exaggeration. You can quote me on that. Dragon Ball Z was the perfect manga in many, many ways, at least for me, who you know didn't read much mangas up until that point. But you can definitely say that, yeah, 
it wasn't bad. It did really, really well. Now let's go on to My Hero Academia. We spent a lot of time on Dragon Ball Z. My Hero Academia, you can say that is a manga that kept uh, improving in many, many ways. The art style and things like that, they weren't perfect by the time My Hero Academia started. But as it went on, until here we are at chapter 200, you can definitely say it improved so much to the point that it's even unbelievable like how much Horikoshi um, you know, improved. And when it comes to My Hero Academia, I can say that Horikoshi is probably using um, the mythos in a better way compared to Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z has so much potential when it comes to their world. But when it becomes to you know, using it, they're pretty much grounded. They're pretty much grounded to Earth and surrounding things. They always had the chance to even go beyond that, such as you know, with Kid Buu, Majin Buu, things like that. But they, again, kept it to the Earth. And that's why sometimes I think to myself, why didn't Toriyama ever go beyond all of that? I don't mean the universes and the other universes. I just mean that basically explore this universe completely. I want to see more. This is why we see some guy like Moro right now and we are still, you know, surprised. But when it comes to the first 200 chapters of Dragon Ball Z, you could definitely say that while it tried so hard to go beyond and create uh, that mythos in a better way, introduce so much more, at times it stopped. And it just thought to itself that, well, let's just confine ourselves to Earth. That's why Cell Saga, Android Saga, all of that happened on Earth. Though, to be honest, the story is connected and it had to happen on Earth. But at the same time, you could have like used something else as well. Like say that, I don't know, part of the cells from Cell are from, you know, uh, some other alien that they discovered that nobody else knows. Things like that. Like something that would again connect Cell to the Majin Buu arc. Just like how Cell arc was connected to the Namek saga. But when it comes to My Hero Academia, My Hero Academia feels much more realistic. Like a realistic world where people have superpowers and things like that. Quirks actually. So My Hero Academia is using that mythos in a better way. And to be honest, My Hero Academia just started off strong with the mythos itself. With Dragon Ball Z, we had Dragon Ball to put us there. Those people who never read or watched Dragon Ball didn't feel out of place when watching the Dragon Ball Z. And Dragon Ball Z started to build up that world from there. But when it came to My Hero Academia, we were always introduced to a legend. And that was All Might. A character who, by some miracle, was already fully developed in many, many ways. And again, continued to develop as well. This was something that Horikoshi did, and you cannot you know, say that it was a bad move. It was a perfect move. Not only did we get to know All Might in a better light, but we started to understand that there are many things about him that we still don't know. And yet he feels very complete in many ways. My Hero Academia, in terms of story, however, kept improving. I'm not going to say that the story was perfect, no. But I would give it props for one thing. Not making Deku the ultimate hero. You don't see Deku always succeeding. You, in fact, see him failing, something that never happens in these kinds of mangas or animes, in fact. You never see the hero fail. You always see him win in, a, in some sort of way. Now, in My Hero Academia, you're always kept on your toes. You never guess if Deku's going to win or lose. And that's a great thing. And every time, this improves. 
Now, when it comes to you know, Deku himself and the improvement he's getting every time when he fights and stuff like that, that is something that I really, really enjoy because it puts me in his shoes and helps me understand how difficult something would have been for him and how he's doing. It's a very, very satisfying manga to read in many ways because you, as a reader, are developing a relationship with all of these characters. You're feeling close to them. And besides, they're relatable. And much more importantly, you're seeing the main hero develop not only him, but everybody else as well. They're not heroes out of a gate. They're still learning. And if there's a character you like, you will see that progress with them and enjoy their progression. This is one of the strongest suits of My Hero Academia. You have to take the steps with the heroes themselves. Now, when it comes to something else in the story, such as the supporting characters, I would say that the supporting characters in My Hero Academia are better done than Dragon Ball Z. One of the ways I think they do it better is that each character has their own moments. With the chapter 200 that I'm talking about, which is the fight between the two classes, you actually see improvement in Momo's abilities and you see how she's, you know, using her quirks and stuff like that. Something that never happened until now because she was really, really shy. She didn't know how to use her powers well. She was shy. She didn't know how to fight well. So you see that kind of progression as well. As for many, many other characters, you also see each of them have their own moment in the sun. Such as when Bakugo is fighting the villains, Todoroki is fighting the villains. Each of them show progression, show actual moments that they will show off their powers. And you get to see that. This, can, this doesn't have to be like a super duper villain which they have to defeat. Even if it's small fry, especially like, you know, in the exam thingy, I would definitely say that, you know, my Academia did a better job. Now, I'm going to move on to spoiler territory here. This is, it's, this is going to be about chat, uh, season four and onwards. So if you don't know about this, don't, don't listen to this part because it's going to be full on spoilers. I should have warned you guys from the get-go, but I did say chapter 200, so obviously it would have been about spoilers. So, when it comes to um, the overhaul story, I would say that not only did the mythos really expand, and we learned much more about quirks, and this happens every time with every arc in, in My Hero Academia, the important thing is that that arc was super dark. And one of the things that I think that My Hero Academia does better a little bit than Dragon Ball Z is to toy with your emotions. You feel the anger, you feel the agony when it comes to fighting and you want to see the hero win. I wouldn't say that Dragon Ball Z doesn't have that, of course it has that, but it's not that much when compared to My Hero Academia. There is an actual feeling going on and when you get crazy you're like, do it, do it, and you feel the pain. You feel like, come on, go through it. Now, is My Hero Academia too fast-paced? Like, people might be thinking that. Is it too fast-paced compared to Dragon Ball Z? Because they covered much more ground in terms of story than Dragon Ball Z did. In fact, they spend much more time in detail rather than Dragon Ball Z, which simply just, you know, sometimes skips ahead, years ahead, and doesn't care. I would say that that is not a problem. For My Hero Academia, it's trying to, you know, actually make this journey with you as a reader. 
So I think that's actually a really good thing. Kudos to Horikoshi. Toriyama, on the other hand, I might say that sometimes he got lazy. Sometimes. Not a lot. But when it comes to story, I would say that none of them were fast-paced. None of them. You cannot say that Dragon Ball Z was fast-paced. It wasn't. It was actually really normal pace. It was as if you were watching it in real time. It sometimes went into too much details that it took us a lot of chapters to see the end to something. And then comes My Hero Academia. Again, with the same thing. Well, yes, at times it became a fast-paced thing, but sometimes it became very slow. Sometimes the chapters would be very short, and that would try to, you know, play with your mind. So, when it comes to, you know, that kind of story and things like that, I would say that both of them are in a very good place. In terms of character development, I would say that I'm getting much more development from My Hero Academia. Now, this can be because maybe uh, Horikoshi is learning from the mistakes of others, such as Dragon Ball Z. Like I said, Dragon Ball Z sold really well, but it wasn't exactly the absolute perfect. It was perfect to many of the fans. But when it comes to, you know, comparing it, at least to another manga that I'm reading, aside from these two, I would say that, yeah, Dragon Ball Z has fatal flaws. And that doesn't really help it. That would, one of them would be the relationships, the development of the characters. Now, we see character developments. But we don't see it outside of the group as well, which is something sad, really. But in My Hero Academia, you see development for each character. You see they all have their moments. They spend time on each of these characters. Now, this may change in the future. We don't know. Maybe Horikoshi will change it. But so far, it seems that he's doing really his best to keep showing these relationships and how they develop and how they move forward. When it comes to, you know, art style again, I would say that Horikoshi has improved so much to the point that, well, I like this kind of art style more than Toriyama's. I'm not saying Toriyama's is bad. It's actually his own style, really nicely done. But when it comes to, you know, comparing it for detail and stuff like that, I would have to give the props to My Hero Academia. It feels much more real. Now, I would definitely say that somebody like Horikoshi probably was inspired from Toriyama in drawing his action scenes. Because it's kind of understandable, like, how he does it. Again, with My Hero Academia, you can definitely feel the action scenes. You can definitely feel the fight going on, how, what's happening there. And it plays with your emotions. Now, would I say that, you know, is he better than Toriyama? I would say that maybe he did get inspiration from Toriyama. And I would put him above that because, well, I still want to see how Toriyama does the manga now. And I'm sure he would be much better than he was at Dragon Ball Z. But at this point, I'll give the points to My Hero Academia with this in mind that they got inspired from Dragon Ball Z. Now, when it comes to, um, like I said, the overall world of the story, overall world of the uh, manga, characters, things like that. Again, I would say that in 200 chapters, we have seen so much more development on many, many fronts in My Hero Academia than Dragon Ball Z. So this is why many people are saying, why don't we compare Dragon Ball to My Hero Academia? I would say that, you know, Dragon Ball might not, you know, really live up to this kind of comparison. It wouldn't be fair to it. The world building, like I said, the unique world building of its own came with Dragon Ball Z. But to be honest, all of that is still dormant. We're still not seeing so much. I would say that the, the actual world building 
that really mattered came with Battle of the Gods. And I don't want to compare that manga to this one, because we all know how that kind of comparison would go. But still, it's not even the same 200 chapters. So I'm not going to do kind of a comparison like that. So far, I would think that when it comes to the first 200 chapters and saying which one started better, which one is doing better comparatively, and I'm going to, you know, uh, do an updated version of this when it gets to 250, like from 200 to 250. So I would definitely give the points now to My Hero Academia. Of course, it wouldn't be fair because this is a newer manga. It's using better judgment, better... Uh, things, it's saying that, okay, this was a problem with Dragon Ball Z, so I shouldn't do that. I understand. But we're, you know, saying, there are many people saying that Dragon Ball Z is the perfect manga, and it's the best. I'm just doing a comparison. Like saying, okay, if this is how we're going, if this is our Bible, I would say that this is better. But, keep in mind, My Hero Academia has been influenced by Dragon Ball Z. While I am giving the points to My Hero Academia, I'm also mindful of the fact that it was inspired by Dragon Ball Z in a huge way, and I would still give a very special point to Dragon Ball Z, and that would be for its very existence. If we never had Dragon Ball Z, we never would have had My Hero Academia or any other of the familiar things that we have now. But when it comes to, you know just comparing them for the comparison's sake, without looking at it this way, saying that, okay, this guy inspired this guy, so you should give the points to that. Without thinking about any of that, I would say My Hero Academia wins. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but it doesn't win, like... I really want to, you know, appeal to everyone, but I would say that, in my opinion, it wins by a long way. And like I said, it is inspired by Dragon Ball Z in a huge way. So we can say that, yeah... They owe it to Dragon Ball Z. Anywho, guys, thank you for joining us. I really hope you enjoyed this kind of comparison. I know it might not have been a perfect comparison in many ways, but I would love to hear your ideas on, you know, who did better in the first 200 chapters. And these are my thoughts. I mean, maybe to me, my academia did a better job, but maybe to you, Dragon Ball Z did a better job. I would love to hear why and how you actually rape them. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will have another episode today. It's about My Academia again. We're actually doing a little bit of My Academia this uh, few days before moving on back to Dragon Ball Z. So I hope you enjoyed this new episode that we're going to do after this. And hope to see you guys very soon. Thanks for joining. <laughs>